These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Open Journal. I hope you're well. hope things are good for you right now. I'm delighted to say that in this episode, we are joined by a new guest. Nomi is going to be joining us today. We're going to be talking about all things kind of being an artist, comic book creations, designs, illustrations. It's really interesting to hear Nomi's experience as an artist and a creator and kind of how that's evolved over time and the different ways that it's impacted and supported his own well-being and journey as well. We do also talk about Portsmouth Comic Con, which is where we originally met, and kind of it'd be really nice to have this conversation now as we're starting to look towards Portsmouth Comic Con next year. So I think a really nice conversation about what is essentially, I guess, art therapy and the kind of way we described it at some stages, uh, and upcoming events and opportunities to network. A big thank you to Nomi for coming on and sharing his lived experience, insights and expertise around being a, an artist and a creator. I really hope you all enjoy listening to this conversation and if it does inspire you to maybe consider being a guest in the future as well, you can find information about that on the website which is openjournalbc.com. If you really enjoy the episode, maybe you'd also like to leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, that really does help other people discover the podcast and so the conversations and signposting that happens here. So a big thank you to those of you that are already doing that on the on the different platforms. I really hope you enjoy this episode and once again a big thank you to Nomi. Here's our conversation. Nomi, it's lovely to sit down and have the chance to chat with you. How how was your week going? Um, how's my week going? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's been um, it, well, it was kind of quiet. Um, I've um, I think the year has kind of been very good. Okay, with some commissions, and I think, fun enough, I actually just finished some. And I'm basically kind of like a bit clear. Okay, my schedule's kind of clear for December. Mm -hmm. as, but fine enough, uh, just last night I managed to secure another commission. That's oh, <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. That's positive. Yeah. I feel like yeah. um, sometimes you ask these questions, you sort of forget we're actually talking on a Monday. And yeah. it throws me off sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, we're midway through the week. All these things are going on, and it like yeah. just depends on how your days are going, doesn't it? You go, yeah. I think 
possibly in the last episode I asked someone that and they <laughs> it's only Monday I don't know yet <laughs> just oh, wow. how our minds work are different sometimes aren't they but that sounds amazing there's yeah. some good things happening at the moment um yeah. like you say as we come into December it's always nice to have a bit of good news and some extra work coming up as well yeah I mean um I always usually um through my Instagram I try to put a message up post saying okay like you know um if there's any, um, I, I can't send a message over any pre-Christmas uh, commissions or prints that people may want uh, getting them now because mm. I'd like to try to uh, dispatch out things, okay, uh, prior to the postal rush starts off. Yeah. And then it can get hectic, really. So, uh, luckily, uh, last night's order, I managed to uh, secure basically a print from the customer as well really and so on top of the commission he also has purchased a print of me as well so that's oh that that's was, really good so that's great that was yeah so and really chilling, yeah. <laughs> being mindful <laughs> of that that potential stress of the post as well i think we've already had the the postcards that go round of the once it gets to this state we can't guarantee yes. your post um oh yes and it's just in my head already of like, oh, I don't, I haven't even thought about things that I need to post anywhere. I'm not going to have time to do that. So very good that you're you're planning out and thinking about those things that could be coming up as well. Yeah, I mean, um, the I, uh, fine enough, I was an ex-Romile uh, postman. I was. Oh, I, so yeah. no excuses for missing those <laughs> deadlines then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I know how this works, yeah. So I know when and when, okay, they're going to do all this stuff, really. So, um, I mean, to be honest, I started from November, I did, really, contacting customers mm. and old customers and saying, look, you know, because I don't understand, okay, that why is it people leave every Christmas shopping to the last minute. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Why? Why do you want to go through that? And then, oh, the president has arrived, okay, for so-and-so person. You know, get it done and dusted with in November, okay? So all December, you're nice and free. Mm. No hectic. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, it's, you, you know it's coming. If you want to send something, yeah. you probably are going to want to send it still in November. Exactly. So that's a, yeah, that's a really good idea. I think we're get, is, yeah. getting better at kind of thinking about it but actually doing those things yeah. still working on that <laughs> still yeah, working on that one um yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i mean i i there was a customer who i actually did just recently send out a commission to him as well okay and i even said to him like i'm gonna make sure okay i send it out to you okay before december and, mm. and i have mm. i'm just waiting for him to actually receive it which i'm worried about it because it should have probably arrived by now mm -hmm. so i'm just bit cautious i hope you've got it really but i know it's gonna pick up it so um yeah we're crossing our fingers um yeah yeah hopefully hopefully yeah we were talking just before we started recording about um we actually met i think back at portsmouth comic-con earlier this year um yeah. and it was really interesting to sit down and have a brief chat and take a few pictures and sort of see some of the work you were doing there um yeah i guess we've touched on it sort of briefly there when you're talking about your orders your work um yeah how did you kind of initially get started and where did your experience with kind of being an artist and a, a creator begin um i think um it may kind of run a bit in the family as well because um my my granddad on my mum's side he he was a tailor and he passed that on to my mum who actually is a textile say clothes designer oh she, yes she, yeah he makes uh, Asian clothes, she does as well, okay, for the locals around here as well. 
So I think that kind of went on me. And obviously in this modern society, obviously um, I got into kind of like, I used to read, you know, when I was young, I used to read Beano and Dandy, you know, to get them from the local, you know, from local news agents and stuff. Mm. And um, I, I, I don't know, I think I was just interested in all the cartoons stuff that was out at the time during the 80s. And um, I think the, the way I think it bumped started off for me for comics wise would have been, I think I blame my brother for that really, because he, um, him, him and, and a cousin of ours kind of got into it. Mm. And, um, that's when I think Forbidden Planet, a comic shop, okay, was just barely starting. It was really back in those days. So they used to get these comics, and I think I used to jump in his bedroom, sneak through his things, okay, and then I used to come across this box full of comics. And then um, I picked up a comic, which I even remember till this day, and um, it was um, an X-Men comic. And I was intrigued from then onwards, and one of the characters on there was Wolverine that you know, inspired me and you know, liked it so much but then um that was i think when i'm at when i was about good seven years old or something but then mm. fast forward okay to say 1990 uh when i was still looking at um comic at the shops i came across uh another x-men issue and wolverine was in the front of it plus i obviously knew the hulk and there's another issue of the mm. hulk there as well so i just grabbed them up i thought hey you know what i've never bought a, an american comic before so let's try it and then Funny thing is, when I tried to go back to get the next issue, my friends had already jumped in there and got them. <laughs> so we were fighting every time we were waiting for the next guy. And I, and I used to say to my friend, hey, I didn't know you was in the comics. He said, yeah, I, I kind of picked it up as well. Okay? And then we used to battle it out. Who can get to the comic? Who can get to the shops? Okay. You know, for the next issue and everything. So that started off. And 1990 was the boom period and the best period, okay, where a lot of creativity is coming out. Comics car came into people's um you know um kind of like view in a way i'd say mm, really mm. you know uh, it, 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 something happened in the 90s a boom period happened okay for comics and it just spread it out everywhere and, and that was probably it kind of yeah so it got me into that and then i got into art basically and because i kind of i wasn't that great at studies really um but uh, art was something like i thought to myself i could be good at that so I just basically pushed myself to go into art and um, I did art and design at, you know, uh, at secondary school, at college. Then I jumped into a H&D, uh, uh, sorry, H&D degree course in, uh, in visual communication as well, where it taught you all sorts of forms of way of how to tell a story through video um photography mm. uh, animation illustration all sorts of forms and i kind of thought that i wouldn't mind making cartoons really um i was a big influence was that stuff like transformers and thundercats and he-man and all that stuff really so um but then when i did the course i found it very hard because i did a seven second cartoon okay that uh, lasted Took me three months to do over 500 drawings, and I was fed up. I thought oh, you have to have a lot of patience to do animation. Hmm. So I went back towards illustration, and that's it. And I stuck to that really. So yeah, it's really that's, thank you for sharing that. It's, it's interesting hearing that journey through from kind of initial <laughs> kind of comic interest to then yeah. sort of learning and developing your own skill set and into a career. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean. I mean, to be honest, funny enough is 
I didn't. I tried my very best to pursue a career into the comic area, but the thing was, you'd be surprised. I mean, you see my work. I wasn't good back then. I um, I wasn't as great as how the companies wanted me. Mm. So I had to go and get a regular job, basically. So you know, I first worked in Pizza Hut, and then from Pizza Hut I went to um, Blue Ink Clothing Brand Shop, and then from there I joined Royal Mail, and that's it. And then while Royal Mail was good pay and give me you know paying the bills and everything, mm. on the side I kept doing the art stuff to try to uh, better myself. Mm. So I did that. So um, and then at the same time I used to try to um yeah uh attend comic cons really uh see how that does and um yeah so yeah it's yeah no it's it's that like you say that journey through and also the different life experience that can come into building and developing that and hearing that kind of that initial interest in comics is yeah. is kind of the starting journey and also you working around that field as well like you say being at places like the comic cons where there are other things going on and seeing how you not just you work on your own but also how you fit within kind of different communities as well it's one of the things um i've been aware like in a few different conversations recently where we've talked about like there's so many more people that are working kind of on their own now um i don't know if that's because of like more people being self-employed or entrepreneurs yeah. or doing different things, but a lot of different kind of solo working. And I yeah. wonder if that's like, or I guess how that's fitted in with your experience, given you're both doing a thing that I imagine requires you to be on your own and concentrating quite a lot, but then also mm-hmm. existing within this really kind of busy and active and sometimes quite noisy community that comes with things like yeah comic book fans and fandom and and, uh, and events yeah i mean um um the, th- the thing is okay i think um i think working a nine-to-five job um i think you get kind of restricted and you're caught up in the the working chain okay that you have to work to a certain way certain method you need to basically speak to managers and stuff and you're gonna face the managers as well and sometimes you fall out with the managers as well that happens as well Hmm. and i think when i realized that when i kind of had a dual life you could say so i worked nine to five job but then at the same time i was my own boss okay when i used to do my my artwork um and i think um now that i'm not no longer with raw mail really um I basically trying my very best to see if I can do it full time this artwork purely because um, I think, and I think maybe during this happened to a lot of people during COVID as well. I think COVID has really hit a mark on a lot of people. As I've known a lot of people around me, okay, and it's affected them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think um, I've kind of come to a point as well. That I'm kind of a bit fed up with kind of like working for others in a way, really. Um, not that I kind of fell out a lot with the managers and stuff like that. I used to get along with all the managers and stuff, but then the odd occasional uh, things is that, yeah, you do fall out. And um, I kind of felt like if I could pursue a career in the artwork uh, area, the you know comic area, then why not? You know, um, I know it doesn't pay the bills. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly earning that much where I can cover it. But then I think there's a plan that I'm trying to make, okay, where... If I can make it where 
I don't know. Yeah, the, the, I think there's a lot of accounting and things that I need mm. to basically kind of do, really, which hopefully come next year, um, I will basically be kind of like reassessing my life, really, because I, just recently I have been going through a bit of a a bit of a personal traumatic experiences myself personally because I've just basically come out of a divorce I have. Okay. It, and it's still, and it's been going on for the past four to five years. Mm. Can you believe it? So it's been very long. So the thing that's been kind of helping me get through it, obviously, is um, my my own son, friends and family as well. Okay. But at the same time, uh, the artwork side has mm. been really been helping a lot of people have been telling me a lot that they find art, art doing art, you know, art thera- therapeutic, basically. A lot of people saw that through COVID, they did. Uh, and I can relate to that as well, I can, uh, because it kind of kept me going through all my uh, personal issues as well, really. I mean, I used to have counselors say to me, like, now, you know, with all the stress you're going through, and everything, okay, how, how are you coping with all this stuff? And I said, it's kind of funny that my artwork kind of really helped me get through it and get just keep myself busy, really. Mm, mm. Um, and just obviously still kind of focus on my son as well at the same time. So um, um, I think working for yourself, I think it, it is kind of good, really. You're on your own boss. You can make your own decisions and stuff, okay? And it's basically something that I am basically love doing, really. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, again, thank you for sharing that. I think there is definitely that side, isn't there? That it gives you that more, I don't know, like creative freedom. And you uh, kind of, as we said before, you've got to balance that off with kind of the requirement to have a relevant income to sustain your your living. But yeah. seeing that opportunity, and I think also the way you spoke about, it's not just... Um, working in a way that best suits you to be productive and creative is also almost like that art therapy side of something that allows you this opportunity to um i guess depending on the art style and the creation that you choose to go with having Mm -hmm. that creative freedom having that opportunity to explore different um textures designs uh imagery or even like the tools you're using i imagine there's a there can be a real sort of um tactile feeling to those as well if if that's something that fits within what someone's looking for um but but there can also be and i think this is something that sometimes is missed off with particularly with kind of art creation is there can be a structure that that is really helpful for people um in having that yeah great you can have a completely blank page and go for what you want to go for but also seeing the work where you are, you're working to an image or an idea or a, this is what I want to create at the end of it. So it's not completely free form. It ha- does have to look like, you know, if you're doing a comic strip or you're doing a story or you're doing um, uh, an illustration of a character that already exists in people's mind. Yeah. There is a structure there because you don't have complete creative freedom people are going to expect it to look like the thing that you've mentioned. Um, I just wonder how that feels kind of that combination of, um, I guess, freedom with, with your art, but also maybe sometimes the structure that it might help in different ways, supporting someone's kind of well-being. Um, 
I mean, I know, okay, that a lot of people ask me, okay, and say to me that, you know, why haven't you published your own comic book? Um, and I know, okay, that the, the big companies out there, like Marvel and DCs, their standard is really high. It's, I tried it once ages ago, okay, and they basically rejected me. And um, but it's kind of funny where I find people at cons telling me that you know your work's fantastic, you know, they they're purchasing my artwork. Mm. So the public is seeing, okay, that yeah, there is something in my my work okay, that they like, but it's just uh, the companies, okay, they've got their own got their own style, yeah, exactly. That they want their comics to be like right now. It's just they're not basically opening and broadening their minds up, okay, thinking, look, how about trying this, okay, style, let's give this a shot. I think they do it sometimes, but it's not kind of like, um, it's like once in a blue moon, there might give mm. someone a chance or something like that is, really. Mm. So a lot of people now are doing a lot more independent stuff. They're doing their own comic books uh, and self-publishing it themselves because I think the the facilities are there it's I think it's an easy process. A lot of people actually send it over to China and get printed and it gets really cheap down there basically because you know you're you're ordering in bulk really. So it works out cheaper. Um so I think the thing that I do okay with my illustration work is it gives me the you know freedom to do whatever. I mean some people say to me, don't you get uh in copyright problems? And I said, well not really because I kinda of looked into it okay and I don't exactly create anything that's already people have seen before. Mm. What I do is I I get the character, but then I put my own little twist on it. I put mm-hmm. him in different scenarios that they've never seen before. So that's the part where I don't breach copyright. Mm, mm, mm. A lot of people, okay, tend to get pic- pictures of the internet, somehow printing it out, okay, and they're selling it okay, at the Comic-Con, which is very wrong. And then a lot of the people who are making their own comics realize that, that, this person is cheating customers and saying things mm. that are pre-existing like on the internet. So um, that's why a lot of people come to me and say, you know, your, your stuff is great, it's fantastic, we've never seen it before. And I say it's probably because I'm not copying anybody. Mm. I know the characters, I research about the characters, and that's something they can relate to, really. Uh, like you're saying, you know, there's a picture of Spider-Man. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Mm. But then I'm giving them a fresh, my fresh take and what's in my mind. But then my twist is I've got a comic book style, but I have also incorporated anime style into my work. Mm. I've also done fantasy in my work. And I've also done a bit of sometimes a, a gothic look sometimes to certain black and white pictures of mine. Mm-hmm. And that's something, and that kind of opens up to a lot of different people. People in the comics, I draw them in. Whoever is into anime, that comes into it as well. Who like fun. So I'm kind of like picking and I'm, I'm trying to draw in not just one area, but a lot of areas of people who have interests, really. So that's something hopefully I can relate to them with, really. I think, so. and I think it's an interesting thing, especially with that unique experience of um, kind of meeting you at the Comic-Con and seeing you. You're not just there kind of selling images like you were you're there drawing and illustrating like at the time um and I think that's a thing that really adds to I I guess as someone that's walking past their ability to see and talk to you and kind of discover some more of the the way that you create as well um and I think like you said it's adding your own I don't even know if it's like adding your own element to um 
an existing thing like it, yeah i don't know how you would how you would describe it because it, i would very, <laughs> it's it's not a copy of it's like it's no. oh it's it's inspired by like you've yeah. got this image that is a shared image because when you're sat there talking to someone you don't well, i imagine i'm imagining this scenario now you sure. won't show them a picture from a uh, I don't know, like a film poster and go, this is Spider-Man, like you say. Sure. Here is my... You're like, do you know Spider-Man? They'll say yes. They will have a different image in their head to the one that you have. They're going to be very Definitely. similar, but they are different. Sure. And it's that yeah. shared... Um, it's that shared image or that shared thought process that you are then being inspired by. And I think that's where the space is that for um, not just creators like you, but almost it's almost like a mini experience for people to participate in that, whether they are um, watching some of the, like the photos or the videos that you share online or um, seeing you at events like Comic-Con, there's that added, I don't know, added experience for someone to kind of better understand or be part of that creation. And again, to also have that opportunity to discuss kind of what art can be and what comics can be and how they've as you said like how they've supported your well-being at different times and how they might be part of other people's experiences and having that shared space to um have a conversation which is prompted and again like your bit of artwork was inspired by that shared imagery or something you are then being the inspiration for that next kind of conversation or interaction as well i think yeah i mean i um I mean, when uh, people do come to my table and, and I'm drawing, I think they do find it fascinating. Okay, that you know, most times, okay, in the real world, you see image, we, we see images everywhere on products, okay, on posters, and but you obviously don't get to see how that poster was created or how that mm. design was created. So I'm basically there firsthand, and I get this asked many times from youngsters to adults as well, and they say. Um, did you draw all this? And I said, yeah. And they said, wow, how, how, how do you do this? And I said, well, you know, uh, you can have a look right here, right now, because mm-hmm. I actually offer basically sketches, okay, uh, of anything you like. Uh, you know, if you, want to draw, if you want me to draw a picture, you know, of a spider, I'll draw a picture of a spider. If you want me to draw a picture of a character or a film actor, I can do that because I'm pretty diverse, I am, really, in mm. whatever topics you like. So... I think they find it fascinating, okay? And, I, and, I, and I've noticed, okay, this has happened a lot, okay? Even prior to uh, COVID, but even during COVID, people were constantly doing those um, coloring books. Coloring books have been picking up a lot. Oh, yes. It's therapeutic. Yeah. So a lot of people, yeah. So a lot of people did that, uh, go towards them. Then there's a lot of those um, kind of like a dotting, gem dotting thing. I can't remember what they're called, really. Mm-hmm. They get little tiny little dot things, okay, and there's a piece of picture there, and then you're adding in. It's kind of like a dot to dot of coloring that you do with gems. Uh, yeah, so I know that. what you mean. I also have, yeah. I, I don't know if I can't remember or don't know what it's called, but I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, those things as well. But then I think uh, another thing is that a lot of like, and fun enough, even I enjoy it, is the inking. Because there's mm. basically three processes of the coin, but you've got a penciler, you've got an inker, and then you've got a colorist. Uh, and I think a lot of people, and I think this has happened for many moons that have, 
everyone enjoys when they see a something being created right in front of them, if it's by, by a pencil or inking, paintbrush, whatever. I mean, even I still find it fascinating when I see other artists, okay, doodling away on uh, YouTube, okay, or even right in front of me. You know, you know when you go to, I mean, if you go to like Camden Town, mm -hmm. uh, there's some lands or Leicester Square, there's basically portrait artists there who, who do a sketch for you right there and then, okay, you know, if you sit down. And I think it's just, it's amazing okay, how the mind works, okay, that how uh, a person who sits there conjures up this image. It's totally different, but yeah, it does look like you, it does. Mm. And that's something I think they do enjoy, really. And obviously, with, I don't know, I think uh, the creative side is, is just a fascinating thing. Is I think we're fascinated with creation, I reckon, you know, as a human beings. You know, we, we just like things being created and, and then it is good you know when you see documentaries of how tower bridge was made you know mm -hmm. I, I find that fascinating you know how you know we see it every day in our lives like i've never seen a documentary of how big ben was made <laughs> you know mm -hmm. i see it every time but i never see how it was constructed and there's interesting thoughts behind it really so yeah it's that the thing that you don't always first think of isn't it as well like when you were talking yeah. through the the dotted um like the dotted jewels and i still yeah. can't think what it is but it also made That's me think good. about there's the like the color by numbers that i th i feel That's like it, color, that yeah. was quite big as well wasn't it where it's um yeah you just i don't know if that's painting or penciled colors um but i've seen a, quite a lot of those in the last few years as well and you think yeah. we've just kind of talked about art about oh it's really creative you've got all these opportunities there's a blank bit of paper there and you yeah. know the, the the world is a creative opportunity but also having that restriction sometimes of it being something more mindful and, and almost switching off slightly um yeah I, I guess like snake and tetris used to be that for some of us that are a bit older um yeah. that idea to to sit down and do something creative but keeping within those remits i think that can be for some people as well and then having that experience of making certain assumptions about i mean your artwork's great mine is not going to be very good so something like <laughs> paint by numbers is going to work at the end of it you've got something that looks fairly you know reasonable if you stuck to the lines um yeah and can be but that yeah you've created it you've had that time yeah. to sit down and reflect and um do something uh, semi kind of active with your hands as well i think there's a thing around yeah. kind of keeping them moving especially if you've got different thoughts or or feelings going through your mind yeah so they can really add into that and I, yeah it just when you were talking about the jewels i was like oh I, yeah paint my numbers is it's like the same thing isn't it of yeah. here's here's a structure around this kind of creative opportunity and then you get something that looks quite good at the end that like you say you've created and you've had that like double benefit i guess of yeah both having the mindful time but also kind of producing something or having something at the end if if that's what you're wanting or you know get something positive from as well I mean, I, I have actually jumped onto that bandwagon where I've I've actually started making little coloring kits for kids. Oh. So I've I've basically drawn five black and white illustrations. I have nice and simple. You know, uh, there's Spider Man, Batman, Iron Man, Doctor Doom, and Wonder Woman. 
So there's a mixture of different characters in there. And uh, that's something that I offer. And fine enough, there, I think I didn't have it that time at Portsmouth, I think. Since then, I've had it. Mm. And yeah, it, it, it's always, well, reasonably well, okay, I, cons, okay, because it's something for, you know, parents to buy for their kids to try out because they're always intrigued, okay, with colouring as in, you know, when they were young. And uh, obviously, they're, you know, um, it's something that I've created, but then they can be part of. Mm. Um, the funny thing is, there's one time of one family, um, that lady I kind of met, okay, and they wanted to give, this was an interesting project, this, this was, it was kind of like a, a commission, but it was a kind of like a different time, time, kind of a commission where um, the mother contacted me and she said, okay, can you draw a picture of Superman? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And I said, what did you want it? Did you want it pencil, just black and white or colored and anything? So she said, oh, if you can just do it black and white. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. I can do that. And then, then she said to me, oh, it's going to be actually a Father's Day gift. And I said, okay, that's great. That doesn't sound nice. But she said, I'm going to add a bit of twist to it. And I said, what's that? I was hoping that, if you don't mind, I would get my kids to color your picture. And I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. So mm. she bought the, like, the template of me, uh, the drawing of Superman, but then she got her kids to color it in again. They gave that to their father because I think he must have been a Superman fan. Mm. So they, uh, yeah, so... It was a it was a very different idea. I never mm. had kids color my artwork. <laughs> it was a bit weird at, at the time for me, but honestly, I didn't mind it really. Um, and they sent me a picture, and then you know the dad was very happy, and they all were happy, saying, "Okay, like, you know, oh. thank you for the illustration." So it, it was a good connection. I, yeah. kind of, it's like I bonded with the family I have really, which was very good. I was part of a, a family event really as well. Yeah, so, this... so that was great really interesting like you said the different way mm. people can interact with that as well like actually the yeah. you're okay you're sort of creating that first bit or, or that opportunity yeah. for them to have um like that shared moment that shared yeah. participation i guess in exactly. the yeah, yeah in that piece of artwork and have that moment um yeah that's really interesting that's really interesting that, yeah that was good it's kind of like a little teamwork project that we all kind of did together really and i thought that was you know very you know very interesting that was really. mm. yeah so i've never had i've had a lot of requests over years kind of like weird ones and odd ones but that that's what i mean if you've got my business card you'll see there's a little mm. slogan there it says of mine okay it says any idea is worth creating and i'm open to anything and everything i've had some bizarre uh things asked I, I, there's one i had okay which was uh, a child came to my table and he says uh would you like a sketch and he said yeah uh, okay and the parents said right what would you like what would you what character would you like and he said um can you draw me a one-legged one-armed robot and i <laughs> thought okay yeah sure i could do that if you like and the parents looked at him like really that's the only thing that comes to mind there's only you can have a picture of Spider-Man, Batman, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> but no, he said, no, he insisted. He said, no, that's all I want. And I said, all right, fine. Came back after an hour, I did it. And he was over the moon. And the parents was like really looking puzzled, like, wow, you know, of all the things he could have had, <laughs> he wanted that. <laughs> but he was over the moon when I actually had done it for him. And honestly, it, it was one of the best feelings, really. I mean, um, 
when you see the smile that go on customers' faces when they mm. actually get a sketch from me, honestly, it's probably the best feeling in the world. It it it, it fuels me more, and this is honest. This fuels that fuels me more than money does. That's uh, pretty good. And and it, I guess it connects it, with like you said at the beginning, like that that journey that you've had as well, where like your first bit of inspiration being from that comic and sure. you know that that joy that you can have as a young person yeah. in the creation and that they've been again kind of like you're like the last bit just they've been part of that because they've created the thing the idea and then yeah. you've brought it to life for them exactly having yeah. that kind of shared participation um mm. just makes it something that they're more part of i guess Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I think the, the because I offer the sketching side of it. I've I've got a few friends who they sell their artwork, but they've only got their artwork there that's ready made, either framed, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm. I offer an additional basically thing where fine, if there's nothing out of my prints that you don't like, but I'll, I'll draw something for you like mm. Mm. And that that they say yeah, actually you know, and I and I know a lot of people are, do get. Attracted to um, you know um, having an original sketch more than having a print. Basically, some people prefer originals over prints. Mm. So that happens as well. I mean, there was one time I did a con where uh, I didn't sell no prints whatsoever, but I still made money purely because I did sketches. Mm. I did about five or six sketches, and mm. that helped me up. That helped me in a way. Okay, because on that day it just wasn't. For my prints <laughs> mm. but people preferred an originals instead really so that was so that was that's cool, amazing that was yeah i th- think through kind of through our conversation where we kind of talked around the like the positive impacts that art can have in, in the different ways that people are involved whether it's creating it themselves having those initial ideas or the different ways that we've mentioned there sort of putting ideas forward and working with an artist or a creator to to bring those to life but if mm. if someone was experiencing maybe like not a great time right now maybe they're struggling with kind of worries or low mood and we're like we said we're talking um early december and i think this episode will go up in a few weeks time if someone is struggling as we're going into kind of winter and um these darker months especially in the uk art is something that people can kind of get involved with at relatively low cost at least initially um yeah are there things that you would kind of encourage people to try if they want to get involved with art or just you know find a a way to express themselves with the use of art yeah i mean um i know uh you on instagram they have little thing uh there's there's a month called inktober which is during october month and it's a kind of like a fun exercising usually yeah it's a fun exercise okay that a lot of people usually jump onto where uh you got basically the whole every every day some people put different categories someone might put uh superheroes mm-hmm. someone might just say uh here's kind of like um objects and you draw them uh here's a bunch of scary monsters you draw these type of monsters or here's a word and you basically conjure up a drawing that describes that word. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a little fun exercise, okay, for people to showcase and you know show their their work basically. Um, it's and and another thing is it's usually a lot. Of, it's kind of like a way of actually pushing yourself to actually work on a like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of artists tend to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I don't exactly 
do the exercise because the reason why I don't do it, I'm I'm drawing every day. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. I don't. I, I, the I don't motivation really... is not the thing yeah. you need extra of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I don't really need that because I'm dating. I, I, yeah, sorry. I'm drawing every day. I I can't stop. I it's kind of like an itch that I need to scratch every day. Mm. Um, I, there is times when I can go without drawing. But um, soon later, it creeps in my head, thinking, you know what, I need, I need to draw something. Mm. So I did, when I started my Instagram, I, I was posting at least for what two to three years. Mm. I was putting up work daily. I was wow, and I kept to it. Honestly, I kept to it. Um, it's just only now lately Instagram's kind of being faded out a bit, where people don't like your work anymore. They just look at the video feeds now more. Is mm. So I've noticed that my video feeds are more uh, people are seeing than the actual mm. scrolling through and liking it. Mm. So, and I think I've heard that TikTok's you know gone more bigger as well. Okay, but mm. I haven't exactly ventured on it. But Instagram is more like my site where apparently people, uh, yeah, it's kind of my showcase gallery where I've got all my work on there really for people to see really. Um, so um, yeah, so. No, that's good. And kind of you touched on it there. If if people do want to find out a little bit more about you, as we're kind of coming towards the end of our our conversation, but if they wanted to find out a little bit more about you or about some of your work and um, maybe have a look at your galleries or find out when you're going to be at events, where are the different places and social media sites and websites that they can go to to find out about you? Okay. Um, well, as, as I mentioned, Instagram is usually my main kind of, in a way, technically my website, my gallery showcase page, really. Um, so it, it's just simply as uh, my name, normally Rana, which is N-O-M-I-R-A-N-A, and just art next to it, really. So you just type that in and it will pop up with a lovely picture of a, a girl in a green background, with my name there. So that logo represents me anywhere. So mm-hmm. if you were to type in the same Nomirana in a uh, in Facebook, I'm also on Facebook as well. Uh, so wherever I put on Instagram, it gets posted on Facebook as well. Uh, contacting if you want to contact me, really, um, Instagram usually has all my details on there. It's got my email address. I, I'm happy to receive emails. If it's personally, you know, personal message through Instagram uh you know digital messages i'm happy for that as well really or even facebook wherever's there I'm, I'm i'm open to really so my instagram or my facebook is usually the best way to contact me i know um you've obviously got my card i think my phone number's on there maybe <laughs> it's, um, not, in fr- it's it not in front of me i think there. Okay. i think there was but yeah i think yeah i would definitely recommend like you say go and yeah. have a look at instagram that's where most of the yeah the opportunities to see some of the artwork and um send me a message find out which different events uh, are going on and we've said hopefully we're kind of fingers crossed that we're both going to be at Portsmouth Comic Con next year as well yeah. um so definitely go along to that if you're kind of in the Hampshire area I think mm. it's an amazing event and it was really good last year and already looking forward to um everything that might possibly happen with the event next year as well yeah I mean uh, Portsmouth is kind of like one of the main ones that I do try to attend but I do try to hop around and go wherever I can, really. Um, it's only so much you can travel around mm. Britain, basically, that, you know, because then the costs come into it as well, like accommodation and everything. So, um, um, 
usually I do quiet sometimes down London area as well. But the the thing that I try not to do the the biggest one, which is the MCM in London, mm-hmm. purely because I think it's um, um, a lot of people somehow don't like overcrowd, and yeah, it's, it gets really overcrowded sometimes, and customers don't get to see your table that that much really because mm-hmm. it gets so much overpopulated. It does. So I try not to do MCM is probably the only biggest one that I try not to do. Um, there's usually LFCC, which is London Film and Comic Con, which is usually down the Olympia. Uh, sorry, um, Ken, yeah, Ken, yeah, Kensington Olympia. Um, that's usually a nice better one because it's much much spacious. It is really, um, and I think you get movie stars there as well at the same time. So I haven't been attending it for the past few years really, but hopefully. Let's see what next year comes up. Really, I'm trying to see if I can go, but it clashes with certain dates for, for my own things that I've got going on. But um, um, I mean, usually, I mean, if, if people are interested in actually finding out where I am, honestly, I I reply to every single message that I get on Instagram. I actually like it. Really, I try to encourage people to give me feedback. Uh, I always like it when people comment on my pictures and I'm always the one person who always replies back and it's always me. It's nobody, somebody else who's working for me. It's me. So they will get a direct message, direct contact from me. Uh, and yeah, they can ask me like, you know, where I might be next and I can just personally just tell them really. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's probably the best way I'd say really. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing and for sharing um like your insights with the the work you're doing and also kind of your journey with art as well and and how it's kind of supported your well-being through different stages yeah. of life it's been really interesting just to sit down and have a chat and like we say hopefully people could come along to some events and especially Portsmouth Comic Con and we'll see a few people next year yeah please I mean honestly I look forward to it I always like to interact with customers um it, it's kind of nice feeling okay when you do meet the person I mean, there's been times, sorry, if, um, if, if you don't mind me uh, saying mm. this, um, sometimes I've had people contacting me. I've never seen them, uh, mm. but it's only through messages that I kind of know them and I've never seen them personally. Um, and it, it's always nice to actually meet the, the face, basically, behind the, you know, the messages. So I do try to encourage people that, you know, come see me by my table and, you know, it's always good to meet them in person and just because... I've got a person who basically has bought a few commissions over the years, but I've never met him in person, ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've never. <laughs> and funny enough, <laughs> he's in Portsmouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but somehow um, he's not managed to come over to Portsmouth Com. He's always ever busy or working, and it's never really happened. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of weird sometimes when um, – I haven't seen the faces and everything. And, Next year um, could be the year. We, you yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed, you know, honestly. And, um, yeah, hopefully I'll get to see, you know, more and more people, really. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And, um, no like I say, hopefully we, we look forward to seeing a few of you that are listening to this episode uh at some stage next year for if not portsmouth comic con maybe a different event uh and definitely go over to nomi's instagram and have a look follow and uh get involved with some of that artwork please do yeah hopefully hopefully um i'm trying to plan hopefully next year where 
there's probably going to be well i'll keep pushing myself to see if i can do a youtube channel where i can actually show me processing how i do drawings and penciling and inking and stuff like that really so i need to do that as well and plus hopefully they'll i'm in a process to try and make a store if i can where people can purchase prints and original drawings and artwork and rare limited things in there as well really. so yeah hopefully i'm be busy next year <laughs> hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Sure, yeah. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that this, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.